You have to be a very good and usually very dead person to become a saint. Welcome back to Kill James Bond uh, for our bonus episode. You know who we are, and we are talking about the movie The Saint. No, you don't know who we are because we are all sitting here in a series of disguises. You couldn't possibly (laughs) tell who we are. Yes. On this podcast, we have Alice Goldwell Kelly doing like a South African accent for some reason, inexplicably. (laughs) We have Australian Abigail Thorne and we have German Devon. Hello, hello. My name is Ignatius Devon. I was named for a saint with a big ass. We watched the Val Kilmer nineteen ninety seven. Is not better than that. No. In fact, I'll get. I'll, yeah, I'll just skip ahead. I'll just give you the drop of him doing the German accent. My name is Bruno Hautenfaust. My name is Bruno yeah. Hautenfaust. <laughs> not so. Not we, we, we watched the nineteen ninety seven Val Kilmer movie, The Saints. That's right. <laughs> we sure bloody did. <laughs> <laughs> We, we we should probably yes. like talk a little bit about the saint first, right? Because the saint was this sort of like uh, mystery, uh, uh, like detective character. He was kind of like Robin Hood. He was like this antihero, um, and he was in about a yeah. hundred novels written by this one guy, Leslie Charteris. Um, and then mm. this this was sort of transferred into this was adapted into. A 1960s TV series starring Roger Moore, which was what got mm. him the Bond role. Um, it started out in black and white yeah? in 1962, because colours were still being like, rationed after the war. <laughs> ran for almost yeah. a full decade. And so Ro- Roger Moore really like... Yeah, uh, 118 episodes, all Roger Moore. Yeah, really, Fantastic. really like uh, sort of made his career on The Saint. And so every so often, because he really liked that character, plus it, you know, it got him the Bond role. Mm. Uh, so he he took an interest for like the rest of his life in like reviving this role, which means, give or take, every ten years they try and reboot the Saint, this mm. like character from nineteen thirties vintage adventure novels. Nineteen um, twenties, even Jesus. So it's 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 like trying to like reboot the Shadow, um, but I don't know. It works for Lupin the Third. They just keep trying that again and again. Just and he's trying, kind of baby. kind of like slightly similar energy, but less of a Joker. So the the Saint in all his incarnations is like Simon Templar, mm. uh, who is uh, he's like a master of disguise and a thief. Yes. Um, in particular, the disguise they really lean heavily on the disguises in this uh, in this version. Yes, he's he's like a gentleman thief. Um, and what's interesting is we start this movie off, and I kind of I start wondering, right? Is this how we're going to see current like superhero movies in like twenty thirty years? Because it's an origin story, and you kind of get it the is. sense that like. Everybody watching this movie, even in like 1997, has like some awareness of the character, whereas we do not. Mm. Uh, yeah. And it's filmed exactly like the sort of like 
origin stories that you get for like Batman Begins or whatever now, mm. uh, where you're meant to point and go, oh, that's that thing about that character, and they've just kind of nodded to that. But to us, who do not typically watch a lot of like black and white Roger Moore mystery serials, uh, it's just like it passes completely by us. Yeah, I've got no idea who any of these these people yes. are. Yes, um, but yeah. we start off in an orphanage. Oh no, we, um, we start no. off in an orphanage with no, no. the best opening title. Uh, I I punched the air when I saw this because we are starting oh, in. God, me too, baby. The Far East yesterday. <laughs> Ooh. The Far East, baby. The far um, East. So it's immediately unclear where the saint character is actually even from which i think is mm. intentional mm-hmm. also the entire opening sequence i think it goes five minutes without a single angle that isn't dutch <laughs> it's all just slightly so on a diet yeah so good it's it, no it's it's good yeah we, we get sort of um i mean absent all of the stuff that i guess you're supposed to pick up on if you already know the character we get a very sort of like compressed origin story it's like a really short abridged version of matilda Essentially, yeah, uh, <laughs> pretty much exactly. Simon Simon Templar is is raised in an abusive Catholic orphanage in the Far East, where he is like given a saint's name, the name of Saint John Rossi. Um, uh, he's like assigned this at random because he's an orphan. Uh, and and his real name isn't Simon Templar, is it? That's a name that he's like chosen yes, for himself. He chooses it for himself based on like comic books because he thinks it's cool. Choosing um, your own name? Based. Yeah. Basing it on yeah, children's based. media. Also based. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, we've all read the Aragon books, and the, the Red Dragon is cool, and that's why I'm called that. So don't at me. <laughs> <laughs> Getting into the some really deep lore here. Better origin story than mine, which is just that I grew up in Devon and didn't think I'd have moved back quite this quickly. I mean, I just, <laughs> I just wanted, I, I almost kept Alex just as a, like a unisex name, but I wanted to know when people were dead naming me, so mm. I went for the laziest possible option. Yeah, that's a real classic transgender move. Is just yeah, yeah. the perfect gender inversion of what your name used to be. So in any and case, also the Alice in Wonderland thing, like yeah. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> Drink me. Um, yeah, so he's getting yelled at by this fucking big, massive priest massive guy. Massive priest. Who... He, like, canes him for not, for not like, saying his adoptive name because he doesn't want mm-hmm. to, like, take that name on. All, all the close-ups between the two of them, like, it's a steady cam for when it's pointing at the priest, but when it's pointing at Simon, it's handheld, so it's a bit wobbly. It's actually quite well made, this first part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and and then it kind of goes a bit weird. Uh, we we, yeah. we see Simon develop his like uh, sort of like thiefly roguish skills. Like yeah, the the priest like denies them food until he like acknowledges his name, so he like picks the lock on the pantry. Um, and essentially, if you if you've played uh, the first bit of the last Uncharted game, you can just substitute in that memory here. Um, but he. Simon leads the orphan boys into the girls' dormitory in order to escape. Um, He's not letting the girls out. No. He just wants to see one of them and be like, yeah, I'm out of here. One of them called Agnes, who has smiled creepily at him before. And so we know that there's like a thing there. And there's like a romance subplot, which is 
so weird. Like, I cannot stress how young these children are. Yeah, I, I think they're like seven or eight. I mean, I don't, I yeah, don't have children. Yeah, but. so he like, he, he I, I guess maybe... So shim- he shimmies along a balcony, yeah, right, to, yeah. to, to get to her. I, I guess you're maybe supposed to think that he's like, sort of like he's imitating the comic books that he's reading and that's how he's like learning to be suave or whatever yeah it's like Robin Hood like, like you know he, it's like shimmying yeah. up the tower to see Maid Marian yeah yeah and so, and, and so he's vibes. like well I'm not I'm not gonna leave until I can kiss you and this again this like extremely young girl is like okay well where's my kiss then uh, and then they get busted go on then you big bastard <laughs> Where's that bloody kiss? They they get busted with a, a profoundly weird line read from one of the nuns. We've lost some girls. The girls are missing. There are girls missing. And and <laughs> Fantastic nuns line. with attack dogs. They have they have like they do German have t- shepherd like. <laughs> yes. You will not <laughs> escape the dormitory. <laughs> the priest, the priest who is like uh, uh, like caning him, shows up with two. Attack dogs on chains to try and I, I don't know. I suppose uh, to a child they would be quite scary because yeah, you know, I like, guess. Big. But yeah. like it's it, it seems pretty explicit within the movie that like he he has those for like child corralling purposes. They're not like mm. incidentally scary. He's like oh no, he has child corralling dogs. Yeah, yeah that's his and so and so oh, Agnes um is like in her terror thrown from the top of a stairwell and and killed she she like badly mm. badly really badly done yeah um, like my only single, note says Alamafeo. single streak of blood from the mouth kind of thing mm-hmm. um and already this is six minutes into this movie and i'm just like okay fine got two more hours of this That's all you're getting for free, you fucking piss hound. Go to patreon.com kill James Bond for the rest of us. It is only a fiver a month. That's £2.50 a podcast. Come on. You've paid more for worse.